Coming to you from the empty halls of McGrath High School, this is the Viral Buzz. My name's Jordan Brame and I will be your host. Let's dive in. Hello, hello to the Viral Buzz faithful. We've got a great show lined up for you today, dipping into the archives and pulling out the full version of my interview with guidance counselor, basketball coach, progressive teacher, and all-around gentle giant, Mike Hansen. But first, let's get you caught up on the buzz. Way back in February, Nova Scotia's Shubinacady Sam emerged from his burrow only to see no shadow. The groundhog's prediction of an early spring was, well, a little off. Or right on, depending on which day you're looking at. Let's be honest, in Alberta, weather is not a friend that you can count on. It's more like that friend that's tons of fun to be around sometimes, and then sometimes they're a complete, well, I'll let you fill in the blank. As the highly overpriced outdoor clothing company Sitka reminds us, there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad gear. So if you're sitting at home waiting for good weather to come, quit waiting, dress in layers, and get outside. Speaking of Groundhog's Day, many Albertans are feeling a little bit like Bill Murray in the classic film of the same name. With so many things shut down, it's hard to tell one day from the next. The resultant boredom is sending citizens running for their smartphones. Not that they needed much prompting. Social media, as of late, has been full of conflicting stories preaching the danger of the virus, mapping out curves and predictions that are dismal and bleak, while others are presenting extremely convincing evidence that the coronavirus is overblown. Nothing more than a flu and not killing as many people as, insert your favorite cause of death here. The point is, data can paint a picture that is convincing and conclusive, but one data set can also be manipulated and twisted to quote-unquote prove multiple conclusions. The bottom line is that we can't believe everything we read. This is where critical thinking comes in, kids. Try to understand their motives. I was told by an elderly gentleman the other day that he had found the cure to the virus. It doesn't like heat and it can't stand the cold, he told me. So. All we need to do is take a hot shower while brushing our teeth, and the mint from the toothpaste and the heat from the water will save us. At least until we run out of hot water or toothpaste. In this situation, guys, you gotta use that big brain of yours to look at the sources and look at intent. Take it all with a grain of salt and make the best decisions you can. A while back, I sat down with guidance counselor Mike Hansen. And while time on that episode didn't allow me to share the whole interview with you then, this shortened week is giving us the opportunity to do so now. So, let's get to it. Here is Mike Hansen. Alright, so I am here with Coach Mike Hansen. Mike coaches our varsity basketball team and he teaches Social 10, Social 20. And he's our guidance counselor. Um, Mike, tell me how this whole thing has affected you, your teaching, your practice, your season. Like, just give me, give me like a little bit of insight into your world and how coronavirus is, has impacted you. You know, it's, it's funny because, I mean, I've been coaching 26 years. I've never had a season end like this where I'm, I'm driving into Lethbridge and I get a text message from uh, Principal Sabi saying, hey, pump the brakes, don't come in yet. Uh, we don't know what's happening. There was a lot of confusion. 
the game was canceled or postponed, and then we were going to play it Friday, and then and within 24 hours, it went from, you know, we're, we're in the middle of playoffs to it's over, and you're not going to get to see your players, you're not going to get to see anyone. Um, there's no closure, and um, I'm still struggling with that a little bit is to not have that opportunity to stand in the locker room at the end of the season and, and talk to your players and share with share with them how much you love them and and how much you you love the journey you know and the ups and downs of spending the last four months together it just boom the closest thing I can compare it to is I had a, a, a player uh, who went home for a visit and on the way back he was in a, a terrible car accident and he ended up in a coma for for seven weeks, miraculously came out of the coma and then was in the hospital for seven months. And um, it's trauma. You never really get to deal with it. And I think as, um, I think all people try to kind of just push those ugly feelings back down. You don't want to deal with it. But especially I think as young men, you're taught that it's not cool or you're not being a man if you really show vulnerability. And I think it takes great courage to be vulnerable. And, uh, you know, when I reflect back on that, I know that we just pushed it down and got on to the business of the season. And then we got to the end of the season and I surprised all the seniors. Well, I surprised the whole team and I flew him back. And uh, the emotion, the raw emotion, the tears, um, as the realization sets in that for months we hadn't dealt with this. So I know that as a team, we have to find an opportunity to come together and just deal with the season being robbed from us. And, um, and knowing that it's not just the three grade 12s that feel robbed, everyone feels a little robbed right now. Um, I've been trying to stay in contact with the grade 12s uh, because for all of them, they've just been robbed of their senior year of high school. Um, they don't know if they're going to get a grad. They don't know if they're going to get to celebrate. They don't get to be here every day with their friends. After slogging through grade 10 and 11, they finally have, have an opportunity to have a few spares in the schedule and more time to socialize. Um, and now all that's thrown up in the air. They're, they're looking forward to starting the next phase of their life. That's all gone right now. Right. What does next year look like for them? Uh, I can't imagine... Uh, how how horrible that is. Do you feel like, I don't know, like the, the question that comes to my mind, like thinking about like basketball and about the season, I've I've witnessed seasons that end prematurely. I mean, like you, I, I feel like that's one of the reasons I love the NCAA tournament. When you have like a, a number one team that loses to a 16 seed and it's just like the, this massive collapse and it's terrible to watch, but it, it's so exciting for the 16 seed team like all at once. In your mind, like, what do you feel like would be worse? Would it have been worse to go to zones and just like fall apart, perform horribly, and like have that like embarrassment and frustration, like all the emotions that go with that, or to have it taken away from you? What do you feel like is harder to deal with? Well, having experienced when I was in high school in grade 10, I uh, had a knee-on-knee -knee injury uh, in the semifinal and had to sit out the final, the championship game. And to sit there and watch my team lose while I was unable to play 
um, was the worst experience. And honestly, if, if you go to the zones and, and, you know, we had to qualify for provincials. And if we didn't uh, win the games that we needed to win, our season would have been over. But I think when you have that opportunity to be able to decide your own fate, um, we felt like we were playing some pretty good basketball. This is a real struggle of a year for us as a, as a group, as a new coach coming in, trying to learn uh, how to put guys in position to be successful, trying to raise expectations, uh, trying to get build those relationships with kids and make them understand what it takes to, to be a winner and, and to compete. I, I felt like we were finally getting to a point where we were gelling as a team. I was really excited to play Raymond. They hadn't lost a game all year. You know, they're the number one team in the province, and, and I, I felt like... You got nothing to lose. We were walking in ready to play. Yeah. And uh, instead of playing not to lose, we were going into that night playing to win. And uh, to have that taken away, win or lose, I think as a competitor, you just want to go out and compete. Yeah. And I don't think, uh, I don't think any athlete who loves competing... Uh, would want it taken away rather yeah. than to it, have the chance and to yeah. and to know. Yeah. So yeah, it, that's that's it's, been it's a tough that's been hard. Yeah. 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 So with all the frustration and everything that goes with it, like I have found that there's been some like almost comical moments that just like it's so ridiculous that it's funny. Like, have you had anything like that with either teaching or home life or basketball that like there's been some humor? in the way that things have happened over the past month? I think just, uh, you know, you get caught overthinking and uh, not knowing what the future looks like and, and all those kinds of things. And so you have to find those moments of humor. Um, you have to find the positives that are coming out of this. <clears throat> I know for me, <clears throat> um, this is the first time our family has pressed the pause button on sports or activities <laughs> ever 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 and so as a coach who you know you, coaching university basketball was year-round right but for our kids they had school ball and then they went right from school ball to club ball to provincial team to 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 volleyball season to football season to and all of a sudden we're caught in this pause button and you know be able to sit down and have dinner together um, to have longer talks because dinner is not just 15 minutes. And so what I've been doing is I've been going on my phone and I've been pulling out old pictures and right. videos from when the kids were younger um, and just sending it to them or pulling them up or going back through and just looking through. And one of the activities that, that we're trying to do is we've been, we have these huge giant bins uh, memory memory boxes we call them and we just every time we get something we put it in there and well now we want the kids to sit down and actually organize their memory boxes like which memories do you actually want to keep exactly yeah. but more importantly now it's like oh I'd forgotten about that mm -hmm. how amazing is that right and and we've just been having a lot of laughs looking back a little bit on happier times and I think um, that's not a bad thing right now right is uh, reconnecting with people that, that you haven't had time to connect with, uh, appreciating the fact that 
you know, the other night I grabbed my daughter and I got a selfie with her and she's like, what was that for? And I told her I loved her and she was like, okay, dad's acting like a, a lunatic. And I said, <laughs> too much, too much social isolation. But I said to her, you know, I, I, I'm 50 and so I'm in that prime target group. And I said, said to her, I don't want to leave anything left unsaid. And so there's no way that, uh, you know, we, we're hearing cases of people contracting COVID-19 and <clears throat> within two days of showing symptoms, they're dead. Every time you clear your throat, yeah. you sort of think like, here it is, this is it. Yeah. It's, co- <laughs> it's coming. Well, I'm... Uh, uh, any... Has it turned you into kind of like a hypochondriac? Because I know anytime, well, anytime like I have shortness of breath or anything, like, here it is, this is how I die. There, uh, <laughs> I mean, there are two things. One, uh, <clears throat> I heard, I saw a red one where it said, uh, I used to cough to cover up my farting. <laughs> and, and, now, and now I fart to cover up my cough because... There's some truth to that. I was at a Costco and I coughed and I had about six people look at me like I was a leopard. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yep. you're like, oh, uh, you can't you can't cough in public anymore. It's like the new swearing in public. And then the other one that I uh, I saw, I, I retweeted this out on my Twitter account, and it was uh, um, a woman lamenting the fact that uh, her her uh, she told her husband that one of the symptoms of COVID-19 is uh, loss of, of taste and smell. And so she said, now he farts. And when I react to it, he says, I'm just doing a health check. <laughs> and Making, that is marriage, isn't that's it? That's <laughs> marriage in a nutshell. And then he's taught it to the kids. And so now she's considering divorce. And so uh, my wife just looked at me like, yeah, okay. Now, right? like, you know, I did see that China coming out of their period of social isolation, they're seeing a spike in divorce yeah. rates. That like after people actually spend some time together, it's not that great. The reality is that the high the the month with the highest rate of divorce is January. Yeah. Right. Which is after Christmas when you've had some time to spend alone together. Right. Um, and this is testing our ability to get along and share right. space and cohabitate and to do all those kinds of things and. I, for one, am grateful that I know there are teachers who think it's ludicrous that we have to come to school and be here in the building every day. But I, for one, am grateful for the opportunity just to get out of the house for a little bit. Yeah. And social isolate myself away from my family. There's, there is some value, some value there. I, I, I definitely agree. To, to sometimes just to be able to like isolate, period. Yes. Just, you know, have it be calm, have it be quiet. Yeah. Well, my, nice. my wife's always like, well, they're in their rooms and we want to get them out of their rooms. And I'm sure there are kids who are listening to this going, that's my mom. Yeah. Right? She, she feels like I'm in my room and, the, you know, I don't know what they, she thinks that the kids are doing in their room by themselves, but sometimes they just need to be alone. They I think we all do, space. right? Yeah. And so uh, the people I worry about the most are the extra extroverts, mm-hmm. right? And you can see it right now. Mm-hmm. Every actor and entertainer, they're all over the internet right now because they're used to so much attention yeah. and they love being out in the public eye that they're all struggling. I mean, I saw the Jack Blacks on TikTok and he's out there with a cowboy hat and no shirt on and... and tight swim trunks and cowboy boots and he's dancing in his driveway and i'm like this is jack black this is jack black we're talking about i'm sure he is absolutely struggling right now so but uh it's terrible yeah i i think 
right now the key is to go day by day, mm-hmm. um, focus on trying to be in the moment uh, and be mindful of just be in the moment today. Right. And, and what we can't do is worry about the future. And that's so hard for our grade 12s or, or even our grade 11s right. because they've spent the last year and a bit having people asking them, well, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do after high school? Uh, everything is about next year and their future. And, the and now end, everything is just up in the air. And the end of one and moving on to the mm-hmm. other. And um, I've been trying to work with universities and colleges and making sure admission standards are okay. Um, following up to, uh, with students about, uh, about applications. Our, our kids have been really good about applying early. We still have some kids that aren't sure what they want to do. What, you know, some were thinking about going into the workforce. What's that going to look like? Right. Um, are there going to be jobs available? All those kinds of things. Everything's so uncertain. And I think even as teachers and as parents, we're trying to put on the brave face right now. And we're trying to, you know, uh, show our kids that we're that everything's going to be okay. And it is going to be okay. You know, one way or another, uh, if I've learned anything over this life is that life goes on right and everything everything just kind of keeps marching yes and Mm. I've lost friends I've lost loved ones I've lost family Um, I've lost friendships and relationships you know and um, you just keep moving on and all that is part of our life experience our kids are going to be able to look back on this and this is just going to be another experience in, in their life that they're going to be able to share and uh, make them a better person. So, but if your right. parents are cranky out there, kids uh, know that uh, they're as stressed out as you are right now. Yeah, that's. I think that you're absolutely right. Now, Mike, you uh, you were talking to me earlier, and we talked about this rant project that you did for your social tens and social twenties. Tell me a little bit about this project, what the background was behind it, and and kind of what the response was from kids. Well, I'm not sure how many people in Western Canada are familiar with Rick Mercer, but uh, I actually went to basketball camp with him when I was a little kid. No way. Terrible basketball player. <laughs> uh, fortunately, he grew into his head because he was literally an orange on a toothpick. His, <laughs> that's all I remember from him from basketball camp was that he was incredibly funny uh, and, and just a terrible basketball player. But uh, uh, Rick Mercer was part of This Hour Has 22 Minutes, which is a Canadian comedy show, and then uh, broke out and created his own Rick, Rick Mercer report. And uh, in it, he became famous for these rants, where he would walk around and for a minute and a half, two minutes, rant about an issue, uh, and just kind of uh, share his frustration with what was happening in Canada or in the world or how we were dealing with stuff. And um, I thought, as we moved online, what would be the first project I'd want to do with, with my social, social classes? And, um, you know, something that would be fun and interesting and engaging, but more importantly, give them an outlet. And so I created a, a personal rant on how the COVID-19 and the coronavirus is affecting their lives, whether they think the government's doing too much or too little, um, and uh, what impact it's having on them personally, and ask them to go out and just videotape a 90-second rant and, uh, and then upload it. I'm still trying to figure out how to share all the rants with each other, 
uh, on, on Google Classroom, and we have to figure that out a little bit. Uh, I might just put it all on a, on a website so that they can go on and see each other. That was the other piece, is just connecting. I wanted my students to be able to connect with each other, so that part of the project didn't really turn out the way I wanted it to. Um, but uh, the rants have been hilarious. Lots of kids got into it. Um, but more importantly, it was just really cool for me as a teacher um, who, I don't want to admit this, but I really miss my students. Um, coming to school every day and sitting in an empty classroom uh, feels like torture right now. So I will often just slip on one of those videos and watch my kids and, and, uh, and reconnect with my students. And, um, but uh, yeah, it's been really, really cool just to kind of uh, watch the students express their opinions, right? Perfect. Now, Mike, I want to give you a chance. Yep. Your 90-second rant. Now, this is unprepared. <laughs> but if you could just, like anything in the world right now, if you were doing a Rick Mercer-style rant, like what do you got for me? You know, I think uh, my frustration would be uh, that we're still playing partisan politics, that governments are still pointing fingers at each other, that we're not being transparent with each other, that in, in an age where there's so much information, there's so much misinformation. Uh, and when I see people hoarding, when I see people uh, price gouging, when when... I see people hurting, it really bothers me. And I feel like we've reached a point where we can't watch the news anymore. It is just so negative. And I think that feeds into our psyche. And I think when we look at the world that we live in, I think we live in a very negative world, a very pessimistic world. And when we start trying to connect the dots between why is there so much anxiety and depression in the world? Why do teens have so much anxiety and depression? I think it's because we've created this world where you have to pick a side. That we can't compromise anymore. We can't listen to somebody who has a different opinion and go, I disagree with you. It has to be, no, you're an idiot because you don't think the same way that I do. And that really bothers me. This should be a time where we're all coming together, where we're not left or right, we're not conservative or liberal. We're just all humans coming together in the condition of saying we need to look out for each other. Um, yesterday I was on the Some Good News Network, and I don't know if you've seen this, but if you haven't, go on to YouTube and, and search Some Good News. And it's John, uh, John Krasinski, uh, who played Jim on The Office, who uh, basically has decided that he put it out, out on social media for people to send him some good news stories. And he's just producing these little snippets of good news because he just feels like the world has become too negative. And I think that's what we need to focus in on. How are we supporting each other? How are we as neighbors and as a community and as families coming together to support each other? And I have to recognize and acknowledge someone like you who you know, got in on the ground floor and created that GoFundMe uh, uh, page for, for the Shear family. I've talked to Julia now a couple of times and we've traded emails and um, having lived through a, a home fire when I was a kid and losing everything, um, you know, my heart goes out to that family who, who have to deal with this. And this is what we've forgotten right now. There are people dealing with, with cancer right now. There are people that are dealing with health issues right now. There are people that are dealing with loss in their lives. 
uh, that go beyond the coronavirus. It, and our whole lives seems to be have been put on, on hold. And everything is just coronavirus, 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 negative, negative, negative. And um, I think we need to get back to laughing and loving uh, and understanding that we're all in this together. Mike, that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me, for sharing your thoughts with us. Uh, for everyone listening, um, you know, like th there's really a downside to everything that we don't have the personal connection that we had at one point. But I, I feel like as we take opportunities like this and reach out to each other and find out how people are doing, you really gain some insights that I don't know that we would have found any other way. So for today, Mike, Mike Hansen, thank you so much for, for being with us. Thank you, Jordan, for having me. Thanks, Coach. And as always, we appreciate our guests for taking the time to sit down and chat with us and share their unique messages with the community. If you liked what you heard, be sure to review and subscribe to the podcast. We put out new content every Friday and would love to be a regular part of your week. Or send us an email at mhsviralbuzz at gmail.com. Tell us what you liked or tell us what you'd like to hear. Thanks again for tuning in. Stay safe and we will see you next week on The Buzz.